Hello, this is Lisa Hazard and Misty Lore with We're All Psychic. And tonight we have a special guest. We have Donna. Donna, would you like to say hello? Yes. Hi, everybody. Uh, everybody, that is Donna. And Donna, we would like to know if you think we're all psychic. I absolutely do. You do. Um, I really feel that everybody has some level of psychic connection. So connect, which to me means some connecting to something bigger than ourselves that we're still a part of, um, but that we can tap into if we're willing to go there and we're willing to be receptive. Right, right. That 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 makes perfect sense to me. How about you, Misty? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, lo- I love the way she put that. I think Missy's already looking at her tarot cards because. Uh, How did you know? <laughs> I know because uh, that's the topic. Just of, because you're podcast. psychic, is that Maybe. why? Maybe no, because yeah. I saw you okay. looking down and not answering. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right before the podcast, we were talking about our cards, listeners. So you know, we all had the. So Donna, tell us about yourself. Tell us how you got started with uh, with all of this stuff in tarot. So I um, actually I I realized. It took a little while, but I realized when I was quite young, um, without knowing until later and and realizing that it didn't necessarily happen to everybody, that I um, was a precognitive dreamer. Oh, so I I would dream and then stuff would, you know, the same thing that happened in the dream. And this is like when I say young, I mean, like really young, like maybe five, six years old. Wow. So, um, were they like big premonitions or like little things that just happened? Like the bucket is right where it was in my dream and stuff like that. um, One was a pretty big one. Um, and then some of the other ones were just smaller stuff. Yeah. Um, What's a big one? Tell us. Tell us what the big one was. I want to know too. Um, I want to know the big one. (laughs) Okay. So the really big one, um, I was actually, um, I was, um, well, because when you're born, if you're Catholic, you get baptized when you're an infant. So you're right. basically born Catholic. I was, I was born Catholic, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I know this is going to sound kind of weird, but when the Pope passed, which I believe that was John the 23rd, um, I had had a dream um, of pope and i knew kind of like what the pope looked like i mean i don't know in my dream that i immediately identified him as the pope yeah but um but he was like in the full like the regalia right yeah like the robe and the you know <laughs> um but it was in the dream and it was just really like a brief flash plus my memory now is that's a long time gone um right. but it was it was someone in that church regalia but instead of the person the person, like his face or his body, um, he was um, a skeleton. Oh, and and you tell, did you tell your what? Who did you? I know? told my pa- I told my parents. Um, my mother um, was very sensitive um, yeah. psychically. Yeah. Um, she didn't explore it really deeply, um, and my parents were not terribly. Um, I mean, they were Catholic, but like they weren't like terribly Catholics. Orthodox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I want to say this to their credit, um, although there wasn't a lot of emphasis on it, either positive or negative. Um, I, I guess her initial reaction was, wow, OK, that's really interesting. And, you know, how do you feel? Were you scared? You know, whatever. But then, you know, not I don't remember the time frame, but not long after that. 
Whoa. Yes. What, how did and what did your mom say? Yeah, and she going. was. <laughs> yeah. What did she say about she that? She was just like, because it was like, it was everywhere. Because he was a really, oh, yeah. I mean, he was a big right. deal. And I'm trying to remember if, he, if it was him or if it was the one that was just prior to him. Again, I was a little girl. I'd have right, to actually right. check. Uh, right. But it was when the passing of the Pope led to a new Pope. Okay. So, you know, again, she was, <laughs> I mean, I remember like her and my father, you know, cause I don't know, it was on time. Mag- it was on the cover of time magazine or life magazine or whatever, you know? And so this whole talk about going back. Right. Um, but I know there was kind of this whole thing of like, you know, the way they, you know, again, the way they would like look at each other uh-huh. and do you remember, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I remember that you know, that happening. I remember her telling us about that. So to their credit, they didn't make, and it was probably a good thing. They didn't make a big deal about it, negative or positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They acknowledged it though. But they acknowledged it. And, and so I give them, you know, again, especially the generation that they were, the generation that I am and the generation that they were, you know, it could have gone in a (laughs) Could have gone in a really different direction. Yeah. You're right. And I'm very, I'm very fortunate that great. they yeah. were, you were are. enlightened. Yeah. And yeah. didn't make, yeah, didn't make, especially I want to say a, ne- a negative issue of it. Yeah. Like don't talk about that or. Right. You know, that or hot, yeah, that's, or, yeah, that's, that's taboo terrible. or yeah. that's something is like evil or wrong. You know, it yeah. was never, it was never handled that way. And again, I, I attribute most of that. My dad was an artist, but my mom, so I think he had a different kind of say sensitivity. Of course. But yeah. then with my mother having all of her experiences, um, I I really do feel that she understood. And so she didn't, she wasn't frightened by it and didn't want to make me frightened right. of it. That's so cool. So yeah. She, so that was a lucky. big, it was a big yeah. one. Yeah, that's a huge um, one. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the biggest one at the youngest age. Now, yeah, over the yeah. course of my life, I've had plenty of precognitive dreams. Um, and I guess too, I just always had a real interest. I was very drawn. I'm not even sure when tarot showed up on my radar exactly, <laughs> but I was really drawn to the idea of, of, you know, of the cards. Right. And I got my first deck when I was 14. Do you remember what it was? Um, yeah, it was the Aquarian tarot. <laughs> nice. Ooh. It was, a, it was a nice tarot. Yeah, deck. that is nice. I was not and never have been, and this is no disrespect meant to anybody anywhere, but I never was really heavily right or weight. Yeah. I did some in, I did some learning. I did some of my learning on the right or weight, but that was never my go-to deck. Yeah. I Everybody's think got different ones. Yeah. I think you and, said you really like the soft deck when we were. Yeah. And I actually did most of my study, most of my learning study and practice has been yeah. with the soft deck. And that, and we had talked about this in our emails too, how deep yeah. into astrology and the cards are, if you know your astrology, it, you will read these cards. Well, if you know cards, you will learn astrology. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's been a whole secondary education. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so the other thing, I guess that I'm, probably really surprised about is that so going back to that first deck at 14 that would mean that this year for me is my 50th year 
oh, in my relationship oh. with my with with the tarot. Oh. So this is my what is that? My golden anniversary yeah, of the, tarot? The, the diamond. There's a wow. I think that's or a diamond. Yeah. Whatever one the fifty. Well, like if you're married, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're married, wow, you've got to be very experienced. You must. So be, yes. we're talking a lot of years, and you know, some years were less than others. I mean, I was I was a young girl. I would pick up my study. I would read. I would. You know, and then I would do other things and then I'd pick it up again. It was never far. It was yeah. never far. Yeah, yeah. That's really, really awesome that you got to get started so early because so few people, I mean, especially around where we live in Alabama growing up, Misty and I are around uh, 45, 43. She's 43, I think. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we we grew up in a small town. She grew up in a smaller town in Alabama. So this stuff just wasn't around, you know. I mean, if somebody had a tarot deck, that's that that thing's so cool. Where'd you get that? You know, we didn't have Amazon. Bookstores didn't have tarot cards. Oh, man, but I wish I would have at 14. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so wish I would have. I mean, I'm a, I was a Chicagoan, you know, born and raised, but um, you know, but the area I grew up in was not a particularly like hip area. <laughs> I was in just right. a regular neighborhood, you know. Yeah. We weren't downtown. We weren't in any of the more bohemian, if you want to say, the more bohemian or the hardy <laughs> areas. Yeah, but right. still, it, it, but it's still there because there's such a big population. There's such a diversity of neighborhoods and, you know, all of that. So, and then my, my, with my age, that time, even though I was quite young, you know, we're talking about the sixties, right? So the whole astrology yeah. in tarot, in, um, you know, different esoteric practices, magic, um, just the whole environment. Um, was a lot more open about stuff like that. So the access really was there, even though I wasn't like right in the midst. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a really cool time to be learning. Yeah, yeah. it was a fun time to grow up. It was a rough time to grow up in some ways. Um, (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, Well, because I wasn't wasn't old enough to really participate, (laughs) but I wasn't so young that I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) So I was sort of right in this, you know, like during my teens then, you know, a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, especially with tarot, since that's what the podcast is about, you had told me that, and we agreed on this through the emails, like it's the best self-discovery tool that I have found personally. And you said you found that to be a very great, that that's what you're like, that's what you wanted to talk about, how we can help yeah. ourselves with the tarot. It's not necessarily yeah. about divination. So Absolutely. There's so many ways to go deep into a card or the cards yeah. um, that are not tied to a prediction you know, or divining, I would say in that sense. Yeah. Um, <coughs> pardon me, that they're just, they're really rich. They're rich in, in visual symbolism. Um, even if you don't go deeply beyond the visual, there are a lot of things that, because they're so visually powerful, that all kinds of things can come up and all kinds of connections can come up if you're willing to just sit with a card. Yeah. Yeah. And let it, that's a great meditation right there. Yeah. And and think, go ahead and let yourself think because meditating, you want to think because you're not allowed yeah. to. <laughs> and there's like so many, so many different pieces to the card. Right. You know, yes. And so many different meanings to every little piece on that card. Yeah. And Everything that you see. Yeah. It's crazy. 
everything that you see visually, the way the artist has rendered it, the different symbols, the the yeah. numbers, right? Because the right. cards are numbered. Um, you know, the grass, you, the mountains, right. I mean, the environment, the numbers, yeah. right? The, the nature, the people. What are the people doing? Um, yeah. What's the environment doing? Is it dark? Is it light? Is it you know rich and lush and you know say you know like high yeah. summer, right? where everything's yeah. green and growing or does it look desolate mm-hmm. and bleak like winter? I mean, there's so many different ways or, or cues to pick up to get an energy, you know, to get a feeling of the energy. And, right. um, and then that just gives you a lot of places to go. Yeah. 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 It really does. So how, how did you first start using tarot for yourself to understand yourself? Was there anything going on in your life where you were just like, Tarot, just explain this to me, or were you just kind of slowly did was, it all your life? I was just really fascinated with the idea that I, uh, I won't lie, the idea of being able to see or predict upcoming events certainly had a strong. Yeah, me too. And that, that, still yeah, <laughs> curiosity is always there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> <laughs> but the. <laughs> But the other thing was just the idea that there was a that there was a system, right? You know, because there's an order. To right, tarot. there is an order, especially with mm-hmm. numerology and astrology, yeah. and uh, and there's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason for the suits. There's a reason for, you know, there's kind of a reason for everything yeah. for the way it's structured. Yeah, the and numbers. It, yeah, yeah, and I did. I didn't know initially. I learned as I went along. Me too. I learned as I went along. Yeah. Um, I'm still learning. <laughs> and I still am. Um, the connection with, for example, Kabbalah, right? Yeah. <clears throat> One of my earliest teachers, as a matter of fact, and she did teach me with the Rider Waite deck, um, was able to start explaining to me sort of the, the Kabbalistic re- references or connections. Right. So that opened up a whole other dimension of structure right of the structure and order of the the universe yeah so um all of that like i say has been an ongoing unending fascination yeah Um, and the idea that it it correlates to so many different things it really does you know again other 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 systems that are that harmonize with it or complement it and then its own kind of I'll use the word perfect system or perfect. It really seems like it. It tells the story of life. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the journey we all make from when we start Mm -hmm. out, when we're born, you know, we're the fool, right? We're Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, we're open and we're new and we're on the beginning part of our journey all the way through. The world. (laughs) Yeah, all the way through, you know. Owning the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a funny thing. That's kind of like a little off topic, but the world card, I always like have mixed feelings with that card. Just, you know, speaking to fellow tarot readers, like what, what's your go to with the world? What do you think of first? Because for me, a lot of times I have like a little catchphrase or something that I cling to first. I have a few of them and that one, one or wow. two might pop out. The world card is a mysterious one for me because sometimes it, it is. Me too. Yeah, it makes me a little sad. And if you listeners, if you don't know tarot, they're the, the main trumps or the major arcana, the big cards, they call them. They tell us the big things, the themes that are going on in our lives. And uh, the last card is the world. And it's 
21, right? 22, 22, 21, 21. Okay. And, um, and it's just like a really interesting card because it's beautiful. It, but it just reminds me of like, it just it makes me a little sad in almost every deck when I see the world. I don't know why. I don't know why, you know? Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I guess for me, depending on, um, again, if especially if it's not in the context of a particular reading. Yeah. Um, the idea that something has reached its full manifestation. Yeah. You know, it's oh, kind of gone. A good way to look at it. Yeah. Kind of gone as far as it can. Yeah. It's kind of gone as far as it can go. It's fully materialized. It's fully realized. That's great. Yeah. Like, you, you, you've just helped me a lot in that with just the explaining it that way. I like that. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. And that, I, yeah. And, that, and then that for me, I, you know, there is, I want to say, I can maybe understand why there might be a little bit of melancholy around that. Yeah. Something because the idea it. that once something comes to that point, um, you know, since nothing stands still, right, nothing's static, then at that point, it's going to either, it's going to diminish or it's going to change, or it's going to die. Yeah. But of course, then that's the rebirth, right? Then that's yeah. the rebirth. It's a cycle, also. yeah. Yeah. But it does end a cycle. It does. In, yeah. In many that's ways. how I think of it as, like the cycle of it all. Yeah. 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 That, 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 that's the description of the manifestation completed completely and, and at fullest. I think that's a really good way to put it because. Um, you know, we, we, we've talked, we have had a manifestation podcast and talked about that before. And, uh, I've, I think we all, as we learn about manifestation, realize how we've done it in our lives, like for good or worse. You know? right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Once you realize how powerful your thoughts really are yeah. and your words, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how your much, impact, yeah. And how much impact that really does have on your reality. It mm-hmm. changed. I mean, for me, it's, it's taught me a lot. It's taught me how to check certain things, you know what I mean? You know, or, or I don't want to say resist, um, but get a different understanding because right. of what you can generate by the way you give energy to a, you know, a thought or a word or right. whatever it might be or a symbol on a card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've always been a, f- a fan of Yod's. <laughs> on the cards, those little yods on the yeah, I love them, and yeah, I well, and I love that, yeah, and I love that yod, you know, is, is the hand because oh, is it? I didn't know yeah, that. yod is really actually cool. yeah, okay, yeah, well, a I, yod I, is I, a I hand. See. So the idea of everything that we create physically, right, you know, with our you know with our hands, yeah, um, what they're able to do, you know, that's our that's our way or one of our ways of actually acting in the world oh, right it's just great so when you see a yacht it's like an action you're, you're taking action in the cards if you see them because i've always just thought they were neat little things and i like the word and uh i just noticed them a lot you know they yeah. stand out to me i don't know why and the laurels do too uh, those are another symbol yeah. that are in a lot of the tarot's tarot decks um so you were going to talk to us about like uh doing a card of the day for people like so how what would you like to explain to the audience about that like how it can help them you know, I think one of the ways that the card of the day can be really helpful is by starting out with an approach of, again, probably less about prediction, although you never know, right? Something that right. you make. Right. I mean, assuming, say, you start in, you know, in the morning for that day, um, that few minutes that you spend just drawing a card at random, um, which I still think is probably the, the best way, because I feel that you'll pull what you need to pull. 
I do too. You know, but the other alternative way would also work, and that would be to just kind of spread the cards all out. And if your eyes are drawn to one or your hand is kind of moving toward one, you know, that's fine too. I guess the main thing would be not to overthink. Yes. You know, how you make your choice. Mm -hmm. Then you're stuck in this whole thing of what's what's the best card for me to pull today. (laughs) And yeah, if you start overthinking at that point, it's going to get hard to get into what what you're doing. (laughs) So either completely random, you know, by not looking at the card face or if you're looking at the face of the cards, just to really go with where your your intuition or your instinct leads. Right, right. And then really to just kind of quietly and without, again, without a lot of busyness about what's right, what's wrong, you know, am I going to get a really deep, profound message? Am I not going to get a message at all? <laughs> or is it going to be bad? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> They're the yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I pulled the tower for the day. I better walk yeah. under my bed. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. No, no. <laughs> but again, not to make, you know, not to kind of judge ahead of time or not to try to jump ahead, but just to kind of pull a card and let it, um, let the impressions come, right? Just sort of really y- use your eyes, use your, um, I'll say use your mind as a secondary thing because it's probably not the appropriate moment for like analyzing. Right. And to just let like something in the symbol, the colors, the number, um, you know, if it's a major card, you know, that number will have some significance. If it's one of the minors, that too will have some significance along with the suit. So if you know the suits, basically, you know, you know, the air, earth, water, fire. Um, again, what does that bring up? The uh, the energy of those elements, you know, fire is yeah. hot. You know, That's about water, energy. Yeah. yeah cool and wet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, air could be very turbulent or it could be very gentle, right? Just yeah. sort of a yeah. feeling. Um, earth, you feel really grounded. You know, you're on yeah. something solid. Um, that. You know, I I really try to let everything just come in unfiltered. Yeah, and then, um, that's really interesting because I do too. But then I think a lot of people, especially when they first pull a card, that they're if they're in worst case scenario mode, it's mindset. That card yeah. look like a horrible card. You yeah, so I, it's like and death. then yeah. right, and then to make yeah. that connection of saying, "Oh my God, that means today is going to be a terrible day." Yeah, you know, that's not my, that's 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 where you, you can, can always turn it around. Well, yeah, because <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, I'm looking at the Seven of Swords and just assuming everybody's going to lie to me today. You yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> right. Think about this, you know, really, and then we can talk about our so we can look at ourselves and say, why did that? Why was that the first thing I thought of? like the worst case scenario you know (laughs) I guess that's the thing and I guess that's the thing too I mean for me in my practice the way the way I taught myself to look at it was again not to make a prediction about what my day was going to be like based on the card but just to notice what the card was showing me telling me 
where how I felt, where I what I was thinking about, without drawing a conclusion. I guess that's ah, the thing. Like that. Do you write, did you write it? Would you write it down and look at it at the end of the day or anything? Yeah, I usually take a couple of notes, or you know, I or I'd remember the number and see if that came up during the day. Well, other than you know, obviously it's going to come up twice a day on the class, right? But you know, but um, and another thing that happens to me because I'm clear audience is that a lot of times then the next thing I know a card will trigger like a song lyric or a title and so um so then that's a whole other thing and then it's like did I hear that song on the radio in the car driving to work or driving home you know yeah Um, or did I get an earworm that played in my head all day literal like a little earworm (laughs) (laughs) that sings uh uh let's see i can't think of a funny song right now it's just blanked <laughs> it's like I, I know all the songs in the world and i can't think of a single one right now. Oh, well, Eric, right now I, yeah I know. <laughs> right at this moment there's no songs that exist <laughs> right right you'll hear of one tomorrow oh it'll be in there and i'll be like oh the haunted earworm is here it's from <laughs> yeah. donna donna sent this earworm with my queen of cups yep <laughs> yeah oh and then and then with the court and then if you get a court card again you know i mean so that's a whole then we're again that's kind of a whole other kind of impression right because they are pe- people they're yeah, aspects of ourselves or that is something as- i really had to figure out like like really work on like people court cards are character people are char- really hard you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Court cards are re- I, hardest thing as I was learning, hardest thing to really get a ha- handle on. Yeah, and they're really um, archetypes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not like our society's archetypes. They're from kind of a you know a few centuries ago, ba- based on that kind of archetype mm-hmm. of people a few centuries ago. So they're kings and queens, you know, and yeah, in a lot of decks and princesses, and you know, but the personalities. The personalities have stayed pretty, um, they've actually stayed pretty consistent over time. Yeah. Both good and bad traits, because we all have those, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. we have what's more positive, what's maybe not so positive, or things that are positive, but unless they're taken to an extreme, then they can become problematic. But so even though like the physical, you know, again, the physical in a lot of decks doesn't reflect a lot of diversity. And they're definitely, at least my deck and many still are just, they're binary. But the personalities, if you if you get a, away from the idea of gender or, or race and look at the personality, that's actually pretty consistent over, yeah. I would say, human experience. Yeah. Human yeah. personality. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. We, uh, like, I feel like some of the, uh, uh, like, I wish they had, like, I think they do this in the Thoth deck. They have a princess and a prince, you know, they have like, so that's something I really like about that deck. And um, so I actually have made my own tarot deck. I'm working on the guidebook right now. And it's taking, yeah, I made the tarot deck in two weeks and I can't finish this guidebook. And I'm a writer. I used to work as a ghostwriter professionally and stuff. I can't write. I know it. I know what I want to say, but it's just so just. I don't know what it is. It is like I just want to have it, you know. (laughs) I actually, I actually started. Yeah, I started work on a deck also. Yeah. Um, and because I'm not an artist, or at least I'm not an artist of the caliber that I think. 
think I would need to have somebody actually want to look at the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I use digital art. I can't. I can't draw a crooked line straight. <laughs> and I actually got. And I actually got hooked up with somebody who was able to do at least some prototypes for me as a starting oh, point. So cool. And he was very reasonable to you know to work with. And I yeah. think again, as an artist, even though I don't think he's necessarily esoterically schooled, I think he's very sensitive. Very you know, in tune. Yeah. And he actually did some really nice prototypes with me. I, I or for me. And I think I'm going to continue to work with him. <gasps> you have to send um, me some pictures. I would love yeah. to see. No, he's, he's don't let there. Lisa fool you. She's got an artist living with her. her husband's uh, my husband's a tattoo artist. artist. He's an artist artist. I mean, he paints and draws and he's also a tattoo artist. He's not oh, Wow. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, but he yeah. he, he, he's, he's not working at he, well, he's a tattoo artist uh, professionally to make money, you know, but so he's not working during COVID because it's just, you know, during the coronavirus because it's just too blood and plasma. Yeah, how do you, yeah. and you can't distance. I mean, no. even if you're masked or whatever, you can't distance. No, no, you can't. Huh. So, yeah, yeah. He but how, he could be working on your deck with you. Well, That's I what I'm finished saying. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've done the artwork, but um, okay. you know, it's, it's the book. He wants to it's make the words. Deck, though. He, he does. He's actually well, your next one. <laughs> yeah, because he's actually done a few cards just for fun like he did a, mm-hmm. uh, as a magician and it just was like amazing i, I love that card that, that i love that i'll send that to you because you'll like that one a lot if love you like that. star wars <laughs> and i love you absolutely i'm big, big. what a fan here <laughs> i think he made an emperor too of course being the emperor so uh i'll i'll, I'll see if he finished that one and send that to you too you like that one so yeah if this doing this guys listeners if you do get into tarot um you can definitely help yourself like every time you pull a card it give you a different perspective and there's nothing wrong with another perspective unless no. you know unless you're like gonna take it the wrong way and uh, you know most of the time if you take the cards the wrong way as though they're insulting you or saying something bad's going to happen probably is your point of view and as you yeah. go into the tarot it'll explain why you have that point of view why you feel like an inner critic, why you feel judged, why you're judging yourself. And the tarot can explain that to you as you go through it and read for yourself a card a day. That, yeah, that absolutely. That's such a great point, Lisa. You make a great, great point. And again, the idea of expanding or possibly changing your perspective or at least allowing for a different way to look at something yeah, is really, I think, a lot of times why the card of the day, again, aside from how's my day going to be, um, can be an idea to look for your experiences or look at your experiences and interactions throughout the course of that day. And again, see how that, how your own perspective influences those. Does your, does your, does your thought or feeling about a certain situation or a certain person change as a result yeah. of, you know, just thinking about it a little bit differently or looking for something different yeah. in, in it? Um, so yeah, it can, I think it's really helpful. And again, to get away from the idea of a prediction of the card of the day means today is going to (laughs) suck. No, no. Okay. (laughs) The end of that. Yeah, I'm going back to bed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You know what? It's also about, you know, if you're just starting out with, Mm -hmm. uh, readings, you know, it's good to do one a day. Just, you can concentrate on that card. Really and that learning. meaning all day to learn it. So there's all different kind of things you can do with just one card a day. Yes. Oh, yes. And, yeah. and that's a great point too, Misty. The idea that just by familiarizing yourself, yeah. right? By reading a 
allowing yourself to look at it and sit with it and and again let Figure it kind it of talk talk to you yeah i mean that yeah. that's, a, that's a learn you know it's a real great learning tool now, yeah, I think, I think yeah. you said you, you you teach Donna. You teach tarot classes, right? Are you? I have taught. Yes, I have taught tarot taught. classes. I've actually taught, you know, the basics, and then I actually had. I was fortunate enough. I've actually been fortunate enough to have one-on-one instruction with some students who were a bit more advanced. Oh, that's great! But they were already they had already studied. They were already reading. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to look something beyond the basics and so that's that's really exciting it's all exciting I mean wherever somebody comes in whatever whatever through um (laughs) it's always fun to work with somebody and encourage them and and I think maybe the biggest thing is just encouraging that sense of trust in one's own intuition yeah and one's own very good point ability to trust it explore yeah. the yeah yeah the universe yeah, and then kind of trust what's coming through yeah 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 well that's yeah. what lisa did for me that's exactly what lisa did for me like oh, I, I you were- was a, a tarot card class that she was doing so she did all of that for me and more that's wonderful a year ago right now we've only known each other about a year when I started working at a local shop which I'm not working at during COVID because I can't do in-person readings um and because my room is very small it's not too small but it's just there's no ventilation I'm not doing it you know (laughs) yeah and again close quarters you know know, yeah you just don't yeah and um I loved, I love just, and I, I, my best friend, April is a reader now. Like she, she's, uh, I talk about her on the pod. We'll get her on here eventually. She's not, she's one day. On yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, she, she's a, a Reiki master, but she's also learned the tarot on, on her own, you know, and, and she's always used to bother me. I didn't bother me. She'd say, I'm going to bother you for a reading. Are you, would you mind reading? Read, 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 read. I love doing, yes, 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 yes. That's where I learned a lot of like new decks, <laughs> new, new kinds, you know, because I got to practice with April and then she learned them. And, and so that's like the only person I know I can sit down with and just like sit there and talk about the five of wands. Just for a good ten minutes, you know. <laughs> who, do you, who do you do that with, right? It's fun. I bet I can do it with you, Donna. <laughs> Missy too. We've, we've sat and talked. You know, there's there's some you know there's there's a lot of depth and a lot of concepts in each mm-hmm. every card that you can find an example of probably in your room at any given time. You know, the room you're in. <laughs> just like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's and always it's always nice to see people discover, you know, I always say kind of beyond the book meeting, meaning, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I do know people that have learned to read completely intuitively. I have tremendous respect for that. I always say if you're not using your intuition, then you're kind of missing um, the whole point of it, right? full experience yeah i've got got kind of a hard question for you this was i don't know how to answer this myself but it just popped into my head for the listeners um how would you describe knowing you're using your intuition how do you know when you're using your intuition a lot of people are confused about that like i want to i want to use my intuition they'll say to me i want to use my intuition more i want to be more aware of what my intuition is telling me but like do you have like any like key phrases or anything like that that would 
maybe tell someone when they they can feel like for me it just feels i call it juju and it's like my juju sense is on you know i don't know how mm-hmm. else to say it it's like i just feel it but i don't know how to explain I, it other than that yeah it is hard to explain that is a tough yeah. question but I'll, I'll give it i'll give it a, I'll give it a whirl um i guess for me i know when my intuition is operating when whether it's a thought a feeling a sense it's not so much the form that's really important, but the fact that it kind of comes, even if it's just a small sliver, it's still kind of whole unto itself. And it's not the product of linear thought. Yeah. That's so, right. you know, as you're thinking about something, yeah. right? Like you're thinking about, okay, I have to get in the car and drive to work. I'm just going to use it as an example. Yeah. So, oh, I have to leave at, you know, 730 and I have to make sure that I'm on the road. And, you know, there's a whole like a like kind of a linear thing going on in your mind about what's happening or what's coming up. Right, right. So that to me is not in, intuitive. Okay. Um, I don't want to say it's not thinking because very often it presents as an actual thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to turn, um, you got to turn that off is basically what you're saying. The, the linear thinking, right? The thing that yeah. has to yeah. follow a certain like step, a certain logical mm-hmm. order. Yeah, logical order. Yeah, yeah. you got to turn that off. Yeah, because that what that gets that's kind of in the way. That at least at, at least I mean, not when you're actually driving to work, it's probably right, good to do right. it. But when you're working with Charo, but when you're when you're when you're yeah, when you're doing a reading or you're or you're looking at your 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 cards. You know, then it's a whole other thing. And at that point, linear thought really is sort of noise. It, it yeah. kind of gets in the way. That makes sense. That's a perfect way to put it. I like that. Is, yeah, being, they feel like you're out of time. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> um, like uh, I feel like um, the biggest thing that I've seen people that hold people back with the tarot when they first start is just being overwhelmed by everything about it, not knowing and not not like, what is that picture? What's that guy doing with all those swords? Why is that woman crying in bed with all those swords? What's going on? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is a lot. It is yeah, a lot. the ten of swords. Jeez, you know. <laughs> the Listeners yeah, I mean, your initial impression when you look at that is, you know, even if you don't know exactly what's going on, it's like. Uh oh! Somebody got <laughs> this can't in be bad good. trouble. This is not can't a good situation. Good. You have ten swords sticking mm-hmm. out of your back, you know. <laughs> but, but somehow it's the end of a cycle and a beginning again. And it's yeah, it's just it's it's a beautiful thing how it wraps all around like that. So, um, and I think the other thing too is so we you know I talked a little bit about um, um, you know, intuition, and so the idea of reading intuitively because without the intuitive part. It, it's really not the whole experience. Yeah. yeah. And on the other hand, the scholarly part, in other words, learning the basics, right? Learning why yeah. the cards are what they are, right? Why there's a major arcanum, why there's a minor, you know, what they need, you know, how that all fits together. If you're just a scholar and at some point you don't depart from the, I'll call it the accepted interpretation or meaning of the cards or why they look the way they do or why they're ordered the way they do well then you're a scholar but you're not necessarily a reader right right. so at some point that learning piece of learning kind of the nuts and bolts piece and then the intuitive piece 
Right. You know, they get together at some point, and that's when things start to really happen. And they can happen simultaneously. It's not right. like one, you know, cancels out yeah. the other. But I feel like you can't really have one without the other and have a full experience. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah. Well, so, um, uh, like I've got, you know, I've told Lisa this, and I might have said this on the podcast, but I've got, I've printed out like little printables that go that you can oh, like kind of stuck take. them on her cards. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And cool. um, that really helped me learn a lot faster because yeah. I and had while, the intuition yeah. to do it. Like I was good at it. I felt it was right. But, yeah. you know, it was so much to learn. And so when I started pulling out keywords and kind of putting them on the cards. So when I did my drawings, I was like, bam, bam, bam. And yeah. I'm learning through that as well. So yeah. I highly, highly recommend that you know, for starting out, you know, and you know, that that's, kind a, of a, that's kind of a meditative practice with the card itself, it is. touching it and putting the words where you think they would be. And, yes. Yeah. I'm you know, my energy stuff. in it. Yeah. yeah. Every, everything that keeps that, that creates and, a sta- you know, and maintains that connect, that sense of connectedness. And that's a great tip, Misty. That's a really good yeah. idea. Like because it. again, that sense that it builds your confidence that you have that thing that after a while, you, you don't like necessarily need to have the cue anymore. But right. while it's there to cue you, it like it sparks something. And then you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay. And then, like you said, your intuition is working. Those keywords or those or those key phrases are triggering, you know, for you, you know, both, both kind of both sides of your brain. Um, that's, that's, that's a wonderful, wonderful um, learning experience or teaching it experience. Is. It is. And you can start right away. Like you yeah. don't have to wait you know, or stop and look up something or, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and, bam, bam, bam. You know, and in our, like, in our tech, in our world, we, we can, we can download an app on our phone. And, yes. And that's how, that's one way I also started learning traditional tarot. Because I, I started with the Osho Zen and I did that, but I just read it intuitively. I didn't go by yeah. the book. As someone what gave me that deck, that and it, oh, it's the word. Yeah. I'm a word person. You know, I had words yeah. on it. It's like, oh, I like that. I can think about that word more than the picture because that's kind of how I'm not very visual. You know, I'm not very, I just, I hear, I, I got good ears and, um, yeah. you know, that's, a, you know, and, and so that's how that, and I can read and I can get, if I get a lot out of just a word like, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, completion, uh, speaking of the world, you know, <laughs> but yeah, just that, that, that word would stand out, all the words on that tarot deck would stand out to me. And it's kind of like how the Thoth deck works too. It has a lot of the yeah. have words on them that really help kind of drive yeah. home if you need them. And, um, um, so when I started with tra- like the traditional was the Rider weight, the one that's the one I chose to start with to learn. And, um, but I was using a, a deck based on it. It was a mystical cat's tarot and, uh, I love cats. So, <laughs> um, and then from there, I was just collecting them. And then I've learned, learned about Le Normand. I think that's how you pronounce it. I've been trying to learn about some of those, 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 yeah, are, yeah, fun. those are really fun yeah. to play with. Yeah. They and, are. Um, the tarot de Marseille, it's very similar to, um, uh, the rider weight you know but the thoth is a little different it's kind of got a, a you know that astrology aspect to it and bringing everything together um it's definitely different and i it's a hard deck it actually is a hard deck to learn on because yeah. in terms of the images um i mean there are there are people that are court cards and there are people sort of 
in the majors. Yeah. But none of the minors have any people in them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like we're, human, you know, side. we're, we're, yeah. yeah, we're, you know, we're human, you know, we're human people and we look for yeah. <laughs> those cues. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. you know, there, it's, it's really, it's very, you know, it's very geometric. I mean, it, from another aspect, it can still, you know, bring, bring up a lot, right. Yeah. By, by, you know, what's there visually, but um, it, it, you know, it's hard not to have those reference points. And again, I've, I've worked with both studied from both. Um, but yeah, the idea that with the right away, you have, you have things that look familiar. Right. You have scenes, you have people, you have people doing things, doing strange, you know, so it's like, okay, that's, that that makes sense. Right. It does make sense that you're doing strange things. Everybody's always doing strange things. That's why we read tarot. (laughs) But it's not that odd. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little more, I would say antiquated, right. People aren't necessarily doing what we now do. Yeah. But I mean, if you see a farmer in a field, you're like, okay, I, I get that, right? I understand yeah, somebody's growing something in their garden or yeah. they're celebrating the something because they're dancing around, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, then you <laughs> get the father are... and the tarot de Marseille and they just have like the, the coins, you know, or just, yeah. they're just, you have to count. And if, you, if they don't have a number, you have to real fast count yeah. <laughs> or you know your card, you know. <laughs> but I actually, my husband just got me a, a deck called the movie tarot. And it's based on the Rider weight. But um, what I found interesting there was that it was more like the Tarot de Marseille or the Thoth deck in the in the suits in the one through ten. Uh, so, the, you know, but what I found with this deck is really well done. It's kind of like how the Thoth deck is done because I know the meanings already. I, I've been doing it long enough to know them very well. But, you know, I can see a Three of Swords and know like a picture of the other one, you know, or I just have an association with what it means. But in that deck, that movie tarot, I don't know, something about the way they did it. It's like the swords are up the right way. The wand, the, you know, the wands face the right way. When they're inverted and when they're upright, it just gives me a feeling of putting your guard up or letting it down on the on the pictures of how they did that deck. And I thought that was really huh. interesting. But it's not I'm a picture. It's not a scene. Yeah, it's not, I mean, the rest of the deck's just a trip. It's a really fun. It's got like oh, I uh, bet. the Godfather as the Emperor and you know, oh, <laughs> something yeah. like that. Love that. Um, what a great <laughs> it's a great deck. It's a That's lot great. of fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Had to um, find that one. Neo from The Matrix is the page of coins. Who, who doesn't like <laughs> some Matrix? Don't tell me you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. Thank you. I do too. Well, um, so what advice would you have to anyone who's listening? And and they they're, 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 they're you probably talked them into getting a tarot deck. What, what, what's the advice to start off with? Before them? Um, first of all, be really be really easy with yourself. Relax. Um, there will not be you know again there will not be a test on this material kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, get familiar in whatever way feels good to you. Handle your cards. Play with your cards, and I mean play. Yeah, you know the idea that for a lot of us, um, myself included, because you know I went, I went there, you know it's like, oh, you know, where's the book? Oh, there's the deck. Okay, what's the, here, here's my first. You know, I'm going to lay out a spread, and I'm going to, you know, it was like, okay, <laughs> time to take a chill 
tend to take a chill pill here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I was, I, was totally, I was totally lost. I was yeah, and, lost. And some of those guidebooks are written very extremely dramatically. You know, some of the guidebooks, oh, yeah. the word treachery, debauchery. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like these big, like, damn words, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that that doesn't. I don't know that there that there some decks really do have that super high drama to them when you yeah. read about them in the you know. And to me, life's sometimes it is like a big drama, but sometimes most of the time for me, it doesn't really feel too much like that. You know, I'm not well, anymore. When I was younger, I think every young person in their twenties, teens, they kind had of a lot of drama. Yeah, had a lot of drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Or at least what we think of at that age as being very a really big deal, right? Really dramatic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It feels but, that way. It's the I, first time it's happened, you know? Yeah, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> never, never had that experience yeah. before. <laughs> so the so idea of just, you know, just getting, you know, again, you know, not worrying too much about starting to memorize or, you know, any of those things. Um, there's, again, there's a reason for the structure. I'm not going to say it's not important. It's not necessarily important as the very first thing, unless you happen to be a person who absolutely, you know, wants and needs that. Methodical needs a structure. Yeah. Yeah. And really needs a methodical approach. I would say at some point though, if you start with just that, um, even if you're a really methodical person who likes structure, um, you're either going to get lost or you're going to get bored because again, that's not their primary right. reason for being. So the idea of taking some time to just handle them and play with them and look at them and familiarize yourself in terms of overall impression or use a card of the day. Um, and then kind of, you can start to kind of jump back and forth. I mean, you can look at the book, you know, maybe you've been right. looking at the two of cups and you're thinking, hmm, you know, yeah. I know how that feels. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, it's funny you say oh, that. I was just about to say that because, like, when one of the oh. things I did with the tarot card—not that same thing—but with the tarot oh, okay. cards, I tried to think of like I would take like a you know a card like I don't know the eight of eight of swords, which is like a you can't see out of your own way. <laughs> Basically, you know, you're kind of like your own worst enemy in that card for me. And um, so, like to. To, to take that yeah, picture self-restriction of woman, or self-limitation yeah, you're not seeing death with a, no. yeah she's all tied up and she's she's not really she can run away her feet aren't bound and she's blindfolded with all these swords on a riverbank and or by the ocean and it's like um i try to think of some place in my life that might have felt like that you know and, and and it'd be like when i was married to my first husband i was totally that you know and, and put that's it a good context. thing yeah you know, I, I wasn't yeah. honest with myself about what was going on you know stuff like that um and so that's one thing i also do with the cards or i did when i was first learning them you know what what was the example of uh, like being really like sick or you know like with a five of five of pentacles or something you know being really down and out and just having a hard time and i think back well you know well one time i was eating tuna and oranges for a few weeks you know and stuff like that you know i'll think back yeah oranges you know and it, it like making an association like that that's more like practical in my life makes it not seem so huge and, and daunting in a way you know Right. To take on these mysterious cards. So, um, so where where can people find you, Donna? Or do you, would you like anyone to 
like do you have a you're on Everclear, right? Everclear is our sponsor, and I, I do want to uh, thank them for being our sponsor for the podcast. And um, Donna's on Everclear Absolutely. as an advisor. Yes, on Everclear. Uh, on Everclear, I'm Maria M. Maria M. Okay, and uh, we'll get your number if you want. We can put it in the description. Yeah, I'll get you my direct. I don't have it memorized. I'll get you okay, my direct <laughs> phone number. Um, do you have a website? Yeah, I'll get you my direct phone number. Okay. <laughs> I do have a website. Um, this is always such a mouthful, but bear with me. <laughs> so it's D-S-T-N-Y-T-A-R-O-T.com. So it's like the word destiny, up the E, drop the I. Um, and that's that's. That's me. That's Donna. And um, I have, yeah. And I have a, I do a weekly tarot cast, which is sort of a general, it's a, it's a card I pull at random. It's kind of the general energy for that week. It does tie into current astrology though, also. Cool. um, And that's, yeah. So the, the astrological aspect of the card is, it's always going to be whatever it is. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. If the card is the the zodiacal trump of Gemini, it always is, is, you know, the astrological trump of Gemini, but then that week's astrology, right? What's happening in that week's astrology oh. actually changes with whatever's going on with the planets. Yeah, that yeah, week. that's really cool. I'm going to watch that's that. Awesome. Yes, I, I'm going to yeah, check that. Do you too. write it or do you do a video? I write it. I write really it need. To, no, yeah, I know. I know. I'm a writer too, oh, but I'll tell you, I know I need to start doing. I think a video and a written version because I know a lot of people really, really want to see that video and hear. Yeah, a lot of people are, they, they, they do like videos and they like watching. So yeah, I'm, I'm more of a reader and a listener. Me too. So right now it's still in written form. At some point, I hope soon it'll be a, a written and then also a, a video. Oh, that's great. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, I'll put that in. Yeah, the that'd be cool. And um. And uh, Missy, you have any last questions for Donna? Oh, I have something I need to say. I need to get it off my chest. <laughs> this has happened to me the last two times I've brought up tar- tarot cards. And both people said, I believe in God. That's witchy stuff. Well, let <laughs> me tell you this right now. Make it really clear. I bring positive energy. I bring God. I bring my angels all into everything I do with my tarot cards. So how can that be evil and and not tied to God? I don't get it. But anyway, I want people out there to know that these aren't bad cards. You know, it's all about what you bring to them and what what you get out of it. And and that's what I got to say. That's a big okay. stigma, and that—that's a big stigma in our area for a long time. That there's yeah, yeah, the idea that the this card. is yeah, you make the devil's thing come true when you tell those words with the cards. That's what they say. I had a Catholic tell me yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, Before, I yeah, yeah. Church and this this uh, a friend would sometimes help me and sit with me and talk to me and stuff. And uh, it was a first thing I started with was palmistry, and uh, he had injured his hand, and he was using one of those putty like playing with the putty to like yeah. drink back after he broke his hand. And um, I, I played with it. I was like, Oh, this is really good for palmistry. Cause you can see those little, you know, the Palmer lines. And he's like, did you know that anytime you read palms, everything you say, the devil makes come true. And I said, I quit. <laughs> I did. I quit that day. <laughs> that was just too much for me. You know, I mean, that was, I this guy was like a good friend in there. He was just like, Tell him, like, where did that come from? You know, that fear, that fear. Right. Yeah. You know? I don't yeah. I don't want any of it. No, I'm nothing to do with it. 
Yeah, there's a lot. Unfortunately, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. There's a lot of prejudice still, you know, and this association, I think, with tarot and something either evil or witchcraft or yes, which is not evil. But I mean, I'm just saying in people's minds, there's a bad association with it, but it's the people who make things happen, not the cards. Ultimately, I think you can be of God and 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 connected with God in a positive way and still do what we all do. And that yes. those two things do not con- con- they're not in conflict with each other. Neither. Um, it's intention. It's how we connect with other people. It's how we connect with the world around us. And if that comes from a place of light and love and godliness then yeah. to me, there's no way that that can be an evil process. Yeah, yeah and it we, brings we, me closer to God. Yeah, and, and if we're so far, I mean, if we are supposed to be from this divine creator, then if we divinely create cards, why can't we use them? You, you, you made us and we made them, you know? <laughs> right. So it doesn't make right. any sense. Yeah, you know, the literal sense. But I think it's just a fear-mongering thing for some people to keep control over people who would look at a seven of swords and be terrified, you know, mm-hmm. um, they want to keep that control possibly, but that's another podcast. And I, I feel like that would be a fun one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's for tonight. Um, yeah. Donna, thank you so much for coming and being a guest. I'd love to have you back to talk like deep tarot sometime. That would be really fun. Yeah. Thank you. I would. Th- thank thank you. you. I would love that. It's been a pleasure to talk with, both of you and to get a chance to talk to your listeners and introduce myself and hopefully inspire them to start on their tarot journey if yeah, they're sure now yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and if they're already yeah. on it to help them move you know move down you know move down the path so um it's been a complete pleasure thank you so thank much you for so inviting much. me thank thanks you. for having me and Misty, as always, thank you. And listeners, thank you so much. We appreciate you more than Yes, you know. thank you, listeners. And have a great evening. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.